It's time to know your soul. Are you seeking the you within? Has people pleasing stressed you out? It's time to find your light so you can share your entrepreneurial gifts with the world. Well, Red Rover on over. But the only thing you're breaking through is yourself. This is Soul Amplified. Are you ready? Hello and welcome to the Soul Amplified podcast. I am Vanessa Grace, your host, and welcome, welcome. I am sipping on some hot cocoa right now because I need a little winter Christmassy vibe. And of course, I added some eggnog to it because um, that's more delicious. Hello. This morning, as I was gathering my things to record this podcast, I glanced over and saw my tarot cards, and I realized I have never shared this with you guys on the podcast. If you follow me on Instagram, at Soul Amplified, you probably know this, but maybe not all of you know this. Every morning, I pull two cards, one from a tarot deck and one from the money compass deck is what it's called. So I pull two cards every single morning and then I share them on my Instagram stories. And a lot of people really like to see these cards in the morning. Now granted, you guys, I am not an early morning riser. So it's likely that they're not up until 10 o'clock Pacific time. I mean, sometimes they're a little earlier. I even do it on the weekends. So on the weekends, sometimes it's not up till noon Pacific time. But a lot of people really enjoy seeing the card pull. And that is always the very first thing that I put up on my stories. If I see something on Instagram that I want to repost to my stories, I'll think, oh, wait, I haven't done my tarot card reading yet. And so I have to do the tarot first and then I can post something else. So if you want to get a little pull every day and you can just see what the energies are saying, know that I do a two card pull and it's just an image. I don't do a whole audio description of what it means, but sometimes people like it. So you can hop on over to Soul Amplified Instagram and check that out if that is your bag. And um, the day that I'm recording this, which is two days before the podcast comes out, so I'm recording this on Monday, Monday, but this will come out on Wednesday. So Monday's poll was the High Priestess card, and then the Money Compass deck card was the word shine, and of course it has this gorgeous sun on it. And I think it's funny how accurate that is for my day so far. Um, I mean, I work from home, so there's a lot of um, like stretchy pants and whatever t-shirt I happen to throw on, but today I did my hair, I did my makeup. Well, wait, I didn't do my hair. I just said that. It just flew out of my mouth because people say hair and makeup all the time, right? So I did my makeup, I did jewelry, I did like a nice top with jeans, and I put lotion on myself this morning. I was doing like all the self-care things, and so that's very much in the vibe of the High Priestess who really knows who she is. She's in her power. And it's so beautiful that Shine is right next to this feminine empowerment card of this woman who knows who she is and what she's about. So it's really interesting sometimes the combinations that will come up and how amazing they are. So you can check that out if you want some inspiration in your day. Now, today we are going to talk about forgiveness. 
and this statement that is often made in society that almost you can't talk about forgiveness um, without somebody saying the statement forgive and forget. It's a very common phrase in our society and people almost think that forgive and forget is like the definition of forgiveness without really considering forgiveness on its own without the forget part. Like, what is forgiveness? I have had this conversation so many times in my therapy practice with my clients. We go into, well, what does forgiveness mean to you? Forget the statement, forgive and forget. Let's let's move the forget part to, like, let's put it on the shelf. What does forgiveness mean to you? How have you seen it play out in your life? Has it helped you? Has it hurt you? What do other people that are close to you think forgiveness means? And then we start coming up with all of these diverse opinions, and some of them contradict each other. Um, People use the word forgiveness, but I think the word forgiveness actually gets misused and misunder and is misunderstood quite frequently. Um, so first of all, I, I like I've said, I don't think that forgive and forget is the definition of forgiveness. Forgetting is not the definition of forgiveness. So if we were to just forget something that had happened, but we felt like we need to have a conversation around forgiveness about that behavior first. So if we were to forget that thing, what would that mean anyway? Like, what what does that mean to forget something that was so awful or awful enough that we're talking about forgiveness? And I realize that's a very diverse spectrum of things, right? So sometimes, like literally, forgetting something means we no longer are aware that it happened. Um, And that doesn't seem healthy to me to not remember our own life and remember our own experiences. In fact, that's what a lot of trauma is, is not remembering our own experiences, um, even if they're dark. Um, And so it doesn't seem good to not remember what happens because then we can't remember our own lessons. Um, Another thing that people, I think, mean when they talk about the forgetting part of the statement, forgive and forget, is that that means to just put it behind you. Oh, don't focus on that piece of it anymore. Let's just pretend it didn't happen. Is that what we're meaning? Is we're pretending, is, is we are pretending this thing didn't happen? Is, is that what the statement forgive and forget means? Now, sometimes pretending it didn't happen is okay. I understand there's circumstances where that happens two people or a group of people, somebody makes a mistake, they understand it's a mistake, they apologize for the mistake, they learn their lesson, let's all move on and quote-unquote pretend it didn't happen, put it behind us. They're not going to forget, but they're not going to hold it over the person's head. And this is our ideal situation of forgiveness, where the other person sees how they have done wrong, and they make amends for it. Like, they initiate an apology. They explain how they understand that what they've done 
was hurtful and wrong, and they even feel embarrassed or guilty about it. Like, that's kind of the perfect situation for forgiveness, because almost now it's the other person has earned the forgiveness because they have been appropriately contrite, and they have learned their lesson, they have been respectful towards you and how they approach you and apologize to you, they have admitted that they hurt you in whatever way that was, and so I think that when people are seeking forgiveness, uh, or when, when you're considering forgiving someone, sometimes people think, well, I can only forgive them if they have realized what they did was wrong. Because if I forgive them, and if you're using the definition of forgive and forget, if that's the concept you're going with, oh, if I'm supposed to forget that this happened once I forgive them, now it feels dangerous to forgive them if they have not made amends or learned their lesson. And so I can't forgive them until they change, until they admit what they did was wrong. Because if now... I am the next stage of forgiveness is I am supposed to return to normal. If I'm supposed to forget and return to normal, now forgiveness seems dangerous because they actually have not changed. They have not recognized what they have done wrong. And so this portion right now that I'm describing where the other person has not made change and change and has not really recognized what they have done is wrong. Um, and you're now scared of forgiving because forgiving means letting them in again. That is an inaccurate understanding of forgiveness. Because forgiveness is actually not for the person who did you wrong. Let's break it down. Forgiveness is actually for you. Forgiveness is so that you can move on and not be caught up in what the other person is doing and being overly focused on whether or not they are progressing towards understanding and growing from the thing that they did to you or the series of things that they did to you. Because, I mean, I'm talking to you as a person who's healing from codependency, so you probably have several things in your life where people have been, specific people, have been continuously wrong to you, have treated you unkindly, and at some point, purposefully, accidentally, um, because they didn't know any better. Forgiveness is for you. And this is kind of a shocking revelation for some people. Forgiveness is for me. I thought it was about my relationship with the other person or how we interact with each other. But first, forgiveness is really about your relationship with yourself. If you can't forgive another person, it means that you are holding on to the situation and you are, um, you're holding it in your mind. You are holding it there by the fact, usually people have struggle for, struggles with forgiving because the wrong was so intense that they want the other person to learn their lesson. They want the other person to admit they were wrong 
Or, you know, some of the things are so atrocious that really the other person needs to be put in jail. And so I understand that it's hard to forgive that level of wrong. And I am not asking anyone to forgive prematurely. Because really, if you forgive prematurely, but it's not in your heart and you're not ready yet, then it's not going to be real and you're not going to get the benefits of forgiveness that I'm talking about. So if you're not ready to forgive, I'm not pushing you to forgive. I just want to kind of like open Pandora's box about forgiveness and let some of the bats fly out because people don't talk about forgiveness frequently enough in terms of what it really is. But, okay, back to my point. Forgiveness is for you, and if you're holding on to it, um, the situation, waiting for the other person to improve themselves, you could be waiting a very long time. Because that other person may have no interest in changing. They may have a different perspective of the situation and not think that they have done wrong because everyone has their own morals and their own values and their own um, customs of what they think is okay. And so you waiting for them to change puts you on hold in this area of your life. Not in all areas. You could totally be moving forward and doing awesome in life, still having not forgiven somebody. It's not like it's going to hold everything back. But once you forgive them, and again, forgiveness does not mean that you have forgotten that it happened. It's like you have more mental space back. When you haven't forgiven someone, there tends to be you're thinking about them a lot in your mind, which means that you're having emotions about them a lot in your body. And so that means that they're in your mind and they're in your body um, emotionally on a regular basis. And when you forgive them, you are no longer concerned with what they are doing, if they have made changes in their life, if they feel repentance or contrite for on what they have done to you. You may have an awareness of whether or not they have made those changes, but being aware of it and being emotionally hooked into it are two different things. So let's look at another aspect of this. Very frequently, forgiveness should come with boundaries. And this is part of forgiveness that I think is frequently misunderstood. When another person, either the person who wronged you or your mom or the person who wronged you's best friend is saying, I want you to forgive them. You need forgiveness in your life. You need to be able to move on. Um, oftentimes, what they're really talking about and now I understand this is not everybody, but oftentimes people who are encouraging forgiveness are actually re uh, encouraging a return to exactly what it was before. Can't we get back to how things were? Can't we get past this? Can't we just move on? And underneath that, that could mean that we've made changes in our relationship and we're going to move forward and work on healing. 
but other times it means, can't you get over this so we can get back to doing things exactly the way they were and I no longer have to focus on change? And so notice what they're not saying, notice what they are saying, but most importantly, notice the person's behavior. And maybe you're not in contact with them, so you're not seeing their behavior. And, you know, if you're not seeing their behavior because you're not in contact with them, it sounds like you have set a boundary for yourself, even if they don't know about it because you're not communicating with them and you're not interacting with them, which is potentially incredibly healthy for you. So, bravo. But just note if they want forgiveness to actually mean everything goes back to normal and I keep to I get to keep behaving the same and you get to keep putting up with me. And so you're going to stop punishing me for behaving wrongly or questionably and I get to go back to treating you in this way that made you feel uncomfortable to the point where you think I should forgive you. So if they're not changing, if they want things to just go back to exactly the way that they were, they're not really asking you to forgive them. They're asking you to forgive that to not forgive them. They're asking you to have no boundaries. They're asking you to not protect yourself. They're asking for the relationship to stay exactly the same. So you have to ask yourself, do you want this relationship to stay the same? Do you want this person in your life? Do you want contact with them where you're at events together? Do you want to be alone with them? Do you want to have, you know, phone contact with them? Do you want to be connected through social media and other media means? And these are important questions for you to ask for what feels safe to you. Are there topics that you don't want them to talk about? This is a real a real situation for you, very likely. So it's easier to forgive somebody when you can then set parameters around the relationship and the other person is understanding that I will re-engage with you in life in these certain ways but I am not going to allow you access to me so that you can hurt me in the same way that you hurt me before because you have not changed enough to prove to me that you're not going to hurt me again. And so you no longer can access me in the ways that hurt me. And now I can forgive you and not hold a grudge against you and understand that we are separate beings and you get to make your own choices. And this is where the spirituality concept comes in and dovetails nicely. Everyone is on their own journey. Everyone is going to make their own mistakes. And that includes assholes having to figure out and they, when they, you know, pass away from this world, will need to go do a life review where they get to look at what they've done in life and hopefully learn from it. But of course, each soul has its own path and karma exists. At least I believe it exists. And you don't have to get that person back. Something else will come to them because the law of attraction is real. And if they're being negative, 
the law of attraction will attract something to them that is low vibration. And so if you want to forgive somebody or are considering forgiving somebody, part of that is understanding that you cannot control that person. And if you are waiting for them to improve themselves, you are now putting your own life on hold while somebody else is out there living their own life unaware or not caring that you want them to change. And so now you are stopping yourself because you are waiting for them before you can feel safe. When really, if you're inputting boundaries, that's going to help you. And I'm going to put a little asterisk here. I know that I just said, you know, safety um, can come with putting boundaries, but I understand, of course, that not everyone feels safe because PTSD and trauma is fucking real. So I, I understand that piece of it. Um, and I want you to know that I respect all of that. So it's going to be easier for you to emotionally move on and separate from that person in the way that you need separateness. If you understand that they're on their own journey and you cannot control them at all. So setting your own limits, setting your own expectations and recognizing when and how and if you can interact with them so that you do not feel endangered again by their behavior. Here is another aspect of forgiveness, just to reiterate it. You can forgive somebody honestly in your heart and never tell them and never speak to them again about it and never you know, have them in your life is what I mean. So forgiveness does not actually require the other person's presence or interaction. It's something internal that happens inside of you. You can forgive someone and then set boundaries with them where they want access to you, but you only give them limited access or no access. Because forgiveness does not mean a return to exactly the way it was before. Forgiveness does not mean a return to exactly the way things were before. Forgiveness means that you no longer allow the experience to take up space in your mind and your heart, and you no longer are tied to that person almost like energetically. Okay? Forgiveness does not mean that you let them treat you the same way again. Part of this interaction you're having with this person is potentially you learning a lesson about self-care or self-love or how the universe works or how people behave or any of the potential life lessons that a person could be learning, which is frankly innumerable and counted by the sign infinity, right? So if you have this interaction and I'll keep putting yourself in situations that allows them to continue to treat this way, treat you this way, but you're not removing yourself and loving yourself enough to not be there. Um, it's like you're not lear learning your lesson about how to protect yourself. Um, and again, behavior is what you should be looking for when when someone is trying to change or says they're changing not their words you're you're looking at their behavior because that's where the actual change happens 
And so when you're forgiving them, you can learn your energetic lesson, learn your lesson from the universe and set the boundary and not let you not let them treat you that way anymore. And now you've learned your lesson, so you'll probably stop having that type of behavior happen towards you because now you've up-leveled and are no longer allowing it in your life, and so it stops being in your life. So I'm just gathering my thoughts inside of my mind to determine if I forgot anything that I wanted to say to you about forgiveness. I mean, there is more I could say, but that's probably an entirely different episode on self-forgiveness, because honestly, I feel like beating yourself up is a really big component in healing people-pleasing and codependency, because there's that drive to always be available for other people and any mistakes um, have a sense of guilt inside of them for a codependent person, people-pleasing person. And so I feel like I just need to do a whole other episode on self-forgiveness because sometimes the standard with codependent persons is so high, they they really could never reach it. I mean, all that plate spinning that happens either within themselves to keep everything going or externally with all the activities they're involved in and all the ways that they're helping people. Yes, they keep it all going, but then there's this internal crash and sacrifice that happens, but then there's a feeling of failure that comes with it for not keeping all the plates spinning. But really, humans aren't meant to sustain that much plate spinning for prolonged periods of time. And so, yes, you can keep it all going, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it will continue to be successful and that there will be no consequences for you with exhaustion from that and just like an inner depletion that happens. So look for a, a podcast on self-forgiveness at some point in the next month or two. I, I don't know if it'll be the next one because I like to do these based on what's inspiring me in the moment, right? So what is next for Soul Amplified is the next round of the People Pleaser Recovery Roadmap is starting in February of 2022. If this has been on your mind and you have been considering learning more about my nine-month major flagship masterclass program, um, you can get on the waitlist, soulamplified.org slash waitlist. We'll take you to the waitlist and then you'll be informed, you know, it via email of like how to how to learn more and get more info on it. It's a really great program. It definitely transforms people's lives. And my dear, go be amazing. Thanks for tuning in, Soul Sister. Do you want to hear from me more? Sign up for my Transforming Your Codependency text messages straight to your phone every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for inspiration and education. To sign up, text PEACE to 877-338-0875. To spread this message far and wide, screenshot listening to this podcast and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me. I love hearing how you're growing. Get amplified. <laughs>